Welcome to Day 3 the Podcast. Now, before we get started, we would like to say a quick thank you to our patrons on Patreon. To start is our Shadows regulars. Thank you to Jamie and Sabino. Thank you to Janice Libby. Thank you to Olivia. Thank you to Elizabeth Palmer. Uh, and now, on to our Neon Haze Clubbers. Thank you, West Pickman. And thank you, Gorham Palmer. If you would like to become a patron, uh, just go to the link in the description. And a final thank you to our patrons. It's because of you that this podcast is even possible. And now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Welcome to D3 the Podcast, where the rules are suggestions, and the suggestions are rules. As always, I'm your faithful GM, Jacob. And as always with me, I have... Hi, I'm Ruby, and I'm playing Lav. Hi, I'm Caleb, and I play Theo. So, let us begin the Neon Epilogue. We open a few months after the destruction of the club scene. The majority of the vampires who were a part of the group, have either been killed, captured by the Sewer Kings trying to escape underground, or have fled the city, partially thanks to the equipment, training, and information all of the hunters were given. The sites were surprisingly quickly processed by the police, seized by the city as the o owner was nowhere to be found, and put up for auction, likely due to the members and resources of the loom. After that, they were quickly bought up by a local club owner, a vampire leader, and an eccentric businessman, each to be turned into something new, including a new women's shelter and a queer safe music space. During the process of the locations, you know all portals to other realms have been closed and spirits with unfinished business were helped to move on. But we are not at the clubs. Right now, we are at a small two-bedroom apartment, below two roommates, across the hall from a bubby, and above a hoarding vampire, whose collection of canes and, and crutches have come in handy in recent months. And right now, this apartment is full of people coming and going, carrying boxes and furniture, as we see moving day. Lav, you are moving into a new apartment with John, and Fio... Your stuff is getting moved to a storage unit while you, while you get ready to hit the road touring. How are Lav and Theo feeling? Um, I think Lav's super positive, surprisingly. I think that, like, you'd expect her to seem, like, super upset, but she's just very happy and bubbly. Yeah, I think Theo has this sort of sense of, like, calm nostalgia as he watches all his, like, as he, like, helps take his stuff out. Like... He's got this feeling inside of him that isn't necessarily bad, um, but it's kind of bittersweet. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, right now we see, Lav, your dads are on either side of a couch trying to pick it up. Uh, they're both, each of them are telling the other one to make sure they're lifting with their knees and not their backs. 
and like being really Can careful on how they lift Julian it. Julian for help. Uh, Julian unfortunately is uh, not there. Bastard didn't want to help his little brother move. No, he helped John move in. Uh, I'll say actually, I will say the uh, right now the Walkers are at John's apartment, ready Perfect. to help you move the stuff from the truck into your new apartment. Perfect. Also in the apartment, uh, Theo is your mom and Hannah. Oh, lovely. Well, Frankie couldn't help. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Frankie is doing the thing where he's uh sitting. He's uh he's sitting in the passenger seat of the of the big truck because you guys are technically double parked oh, with good. one of these moving cars oh, trucks. So good. he's there to make sure the cops don't like ticket you. Lovely. It's a very important job. Yeah. Uh, your mom talks to you, Theo. She goes. Now, remember, come home whenever you can, okay? Yeah, yeah. I'll make sure to be there for all the big holidays and hopefully more. Good. You promised you'd be here for my graduation. I will. She's like seven. (laughs) Yeah. She's 11. In a couple of years, she's graduating. She's going to high school in a couple of years. She's like a baby still. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there for all the graduations. Good. Because this is, let me tell you, Hannah. Every graduation is big, but this one is the least big. This one you're about to do. She looks at you skeptically. <laughs> yeah. He's like, the high school to college one, that's huge. And I and I I I I hear the college graduation is really big. Speaking of going from high school to college, we cut to the future. We cut to a few years in the future. Uh we see Theo's mom's house, uh her backyard. There's the smell of the meat on the grill. People are walking around and talking. There's lemonade on the table and beers in the cooler to help combat combat the August heat. And hanging over the back door of the house is a big banner that reads, Good luck at college. You know, this is a couple years in the future, and this is a celebration to celebrate Frankie, Seamus, Dorian, Aaron, Belle, and Fiona all going off to college. And everyone is there. Uh, Lab, of course, like, the... messaged them months ahead to find out what they wanted for graduation and totally made their graduation outfits. Oh, incredible. That was her graduation gift to them. You you designed each of their caps? No, I, like, made their dresses and suits. Okay, sure. couple of them had no opinion, so you just made what you thought would look good? I worked with Mr. Marduk on that. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, Uncanny his ability to detect. <laughs> everyone is there. Uh, of course, all the kids are there. You also see Damien's at the grill while Galena chats with Susie about someday being empty nesters. You see Oconee and Tim are talking with Sean and Miko about the summer training for the socks. You see Dorian, Seamus, and... <laughs> Wait, see... Miko's into baseball? Of course she is! What she's kind of... No, she she's... totally would be into it. I feel like she's just not that into sports. I feel like she's just more into... half Japanese, half Boston. Mm, You make a good point. I still feel like she's kind of into sports. I feel like if any sport, she's into baseball. I feel like she's just more into, you know, video games and stuff like that. Yeah. Than physical sports. You see Dorian, Seamus, and Frankie, the recent head of the D&D club at the high school. Oh, (laughs) fancy he had my role are all sitting around a table eating. Off to one side, you see uh, Aaron and Fiona gossiping about school while Hannah and Josie play cornhole with Belle. And you guys know where everyone's going off to school. Uh, Dorian and Seamus are both going to Boston College. 
where John went. Uh, Frankie is going to a local community college for a couple years to get some credits before transferring to another college, to a four-year school. Belle is going uh, out to Wellesley, while Fiona is heading out uh, westward to attend Northwestern just outside Chicago, while Erin is not going to school. She's starting a job at a tattoo and piercing shop in Boston. Oh my god. Laugh has said, I, I will be your first customer. Like, Fuck yeah, man. When I'm you in. get your license, I will be your first customer. Don't worry, I'll be nice. Cool. Hell yeah. And you guys also know Hanny. Hanny. Hanny is what they Hannah? used to call her when she was little. That homophobe. Yeah. Hannah the homophobe. You know, Hannah and Josie are starting high school next year as well. Uh, yeah, you guys are at this backyard cookout to celebrate. Uh, is there anyone you guys want to talk to? How many kids do I have? I think it's a couple years in the future. I think Lav is, uh, like, a couple months pregnant. Mm. She is not telling anyone. She does not want to overshadow these adorable children's special Yes, it, it's the phase where she hasn't told anyone else there. Uh, you have a suspicion that your dads might have realized. No, actually, you have a suspicion that Sean knows, but yeah. he hasn't said anything. Sean's just like that. You can just tell. Yeah, he's just like, he's like, so, uh, here's your drink, and it's a non-alcoholic beer, and Lav just gives him a side eye. He just, he just kind of turns away nonchalantly. Mm -hmm. Uh, oh, and of course, Kismet and Charlie are currently, uh, panting, sitting in the shade under a tree. Cool. I think Fia's drinking a beer he just got out of the robo-cooler. You know, because it's in the future. Fuck you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's a cooler that has wheels that it'll, you'll hit a button and it'll come to you. Yeah. Lav is... It doesn't have wheels. It hovers, Jacob. It's the future. Come on. It's hot. So Lav is actually um, playing <laughs> Look how Ruby's hose. just trying to continue on through. Move on. Lav, yeah. is, Lav is taking the hose and, like, pressure spraying it periodically at the fence so the dogs can, like... Go for it, and then I assume what? the high schoolers it? are going for it Oh my god, it it's well. the noise again. Yeah, they're going right for the hollow fence. I hate you so much, Caleb. I hate you. These are for you, Jacob. <laughs> I appreciate them. I think they have friends, to... you bastard? <laughs> what did I do? I don't know. He was your friend finish? first. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Why did you betray me like this? Jesus Christ, you... Uh. Cruel, uh, no, they they cruel. are they are. Whenever you spray the water, they both perk up and instantly start like going for it. Lab is having a blast. I assume the high schoolers are the same way. C going for the water? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? They're like, oh, it's hot. Oh, you mean like running through? Yeah. Um, I think some of them are. Uh, I think I think um. I'm at the high school freshmen, not the seniors, by the way. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the the ones going to college. No, 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 no. No, Hannah and Josie uh, are both very wet <laughs> while they play cornhole with Belle. Sounds about right. Uh, what? Sophia's just drinking beers or anyone he's uh, chatting with? I think he he'll congratulate his siblings. You know what? What does what does he say to them? I think he'll say to Frankie. You know, he'll go up. He'll attune his cybernetic implant. I um, hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna go say these these can't go beyond this this scene? Ruby has left the call. <laughs> Dumb future jokes. Dumb twenty twenty three future jokes. 
See how long Ruby's gone. Probably... Should, I'll just not edit this. <laughs> Show how long Ruby leaves for. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, okay guys. Ruby's back. Ruby's back. Have there you guys matured enough? What? For me to return? Have you guys matured enough from your stupid. I can't job? really hear you. I hate you. Oh, there we go. I heard that one. <laughs> heard them part in one. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, what do you say when you go up to Frankie? <laughs> yeah, I, um... God, how old is Frankie now? Uh, he's 17. 17. Baby. Okay, cool. All right. Um, He's turning let's... 18, like, a few months from now. Gotcha. Yeah, Fia will go up to him and he'll say, like, Hey, bud, really proud of you. Oh, thanks, Fia. Thanks, yeah. Dad. No, I'm, I'm, I, I think I'll be fine. I'm a little nervous, but I think, I think it'll go great. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, you'll... You'll do great. Uh, I think Dorian will be like, yeah, man. Frankie, if you need any help with anything, just call us. We'll still be in town, you know? Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Cool. Frankie seems to appreciate it. Yeah. Um, he'll also say to Hannah, um, you're going to have a great time in high school. <sighs> okay. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fine. And just big, big <laughs> change gay. in two years. No. Oh, God. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Sure, Mr. Homosexual. Yes. Um I'm never I, gonna I, stop. Yeah, That's we gotta move on. Joke, Ruby bastard. won't stop. Yeah. That's her future jokes. Um, I think Hannah will be like, Yeah, it'll be great. I'm hoping that me and Josie are in the same homeroom. That'd be cool. That'd be very <gasps> Is she a lesbian? What? Oh god. No, Josie's just her friend. But the lesbians. Listen. <laughs> Listen. All I will, all I will say is she's thirteen and she she does not 15, particularly you mean? or fourteen. No, you you turn fourteen when you're going to. I thought you were already fourteen. It well, depends on when you're born. Yeah. She's thirteen, fourteen. Uh, I'll just say she's thirteen, fourteen. She's just hitting puberty now. Who knows? Yeah. She is specifically referring right now to the fact that. Her and Josie had has be have become friends over the last couple of years. Yeah, baby gay. Listen, that's that. Who knows? Uh, yeah. So that's what that's what they say. Lav, are you just spraying water with the dogs? Um, that and she quietly passed a note to the triplets, being like, not the triplets, Seamus, being like, okay, this is your get out of jail free card. If you do something and you're scared to call your mom, call me. He he takes it and just like gives you like. A very thankful nod. She's like us, us, us adoptees have to stick together. Oh, incredible! He then eats the note so his mom will never find it. <laughs> no, made of, it was made of rice paper on purpose. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, he seems very grateful. Uh, I think at one point we see uh, Uzi holds up a glass. Uh, she actually she clinks a glass. Um, I just want to say thank you everyone for coming and. I thought it might be appropriate to do a cheers for good luck for all the college kids. And I'm guessing you guys cheers along as everyone raises their glasses and bottles and stuff. Is and John I'll say, like an assistant professor at this point? Is that what he does? No. He, he just graduated. I have no idea how, how long you have to go to college. <laughs> uh, he, he graduated and he's looking at master's programs. Okay. Everyone holds up a glass. And says good luck. And we cut back to the apartment in present, be- present day on the present Boston Bay. 
come back present day as a Coney and Tim carry out your couch and you see your mom and Hannah walking out with a couple of boxes each. Next, uh, you see guys coming into the apartment. You see your friends from Little Fish Players. You see Allison and Becky and Gloria. Is Allison uh, really lo- a friend, though? Huh? Wait, Allison's the friend. Never mind. Yes, <laughs> not Lexi. No, that that's uh, Catelyn. That would be wild if this is how she came back into the story. <laughs> I thought they were also. Re- I thought you were talking about Lexi Fio's ex. No. Um. Now, Allison, Becky, and Gloria come in to help move. Uh, ben is also there, but he's mainly there to just supervise. See, Lav gives him two options. Either he holds the baby or he helps. What baby? Because Allison has a baby. Sure, I'll say Allison brought her baby. Lav would have insisted. Okay. Yes, Ben is there holding uh, Allison's baby, who's uh, a bit like uh, getting, uh, you know, getting too close to a year old. Or it might be over because of the year jump. Toddler. Yeah, I think her her kid's a toddler now, but like a young toddler. Uh, anyway, they come in and Glory goes, um, so what what should we grab? How can we help? Um, well, uh, Lev gets their help starting on her room. Thing. Perfect. Uh, they go in, they start, uh, packing things up. You know, they're being very careful. Uh, Ben actually does come along and tells them how to, like, organize and pack up all your different makeup. Yeah. Uh, while Becky helps uh package all your different crafting supplies. Who's Becky? Um, she's oh, the right, costume. Oh right, right, my new, mm-hmm. the person who took over. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, we cut to the future about a year. Uh, we cut to Lavinfio in a darkened theater, watching the Little Fish players perform a modernized version of a Christmas Carol. It's an amazing performance. The music is atmospheric atmospheric and creepy uh the makeup is subtly there just to enhance certain features on the actors gloria does an amazing job as a gender flop jacob marley yeah. uh, and all the costumes look flop great or flipped hmm? did i say flopped flop? you said I, was flop. like, <laughs> I meant gender flipped gender flip flopped gender uh, the costuming is great uh, they're all subtle with just the right highlights on certain parts. The gold on Scrooge's black jacket, the money that and receipts that make up Jacob Marley's chains, Bob Cratchit's hand hat. Just a bunch hat, of CVS receipts. Bob Cratchit's hand knit hat and clearly hand patched clothes. You know, there's some things you would have done differently, Lav, but this is, product is pretty much as good as any of the ones you feel like they've done before. And it's definitely their best one since you've left as their costume designer to work at the Mardock Foundation. Lev is just crying. Um, I find this to be a short one. Is there anyone you guys want to talk to after the performance? or She just runs to hug her friends after. <laughs> uh, I think as Lav hugs all her friends after, we cut back to modern day. Uh, and you guys hear, Errrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
behind the driver's seat, uh, and Goltal in the passenger seat. Oh, nice. Uh, Lav will wave out the window to them. As you wave to them, we cut forward a few years into the future. You guys are coming to a neighborhood watch meeting. Uh, neither of you guys have been here for the last few meetings. Uh, different reasons, reasons, touring, kids, etc. In fact, Laugh, you know John is home with the baby today. Uh, so you could attend this neighborhood watch meeting for the first time in a while. Because uh, you guys know this is a special one. As you guys arrive, you see Shafiq and Sarah are already there. Sarah instantly goes, Oh, I'm so glad you guys could make it. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Yeah, no, wouldn't wouldn't miss it. Perfect. I think you guys will be great examples of, uh, you know, how, how hunters can still be part of the neighborhood watch, even if they're not here all the time. Thank you. Happy to help. Uh, you guys take a seat at the table in the uh, neighborhood watch building, which is uh, honestly slightly nicer than it was before. Uh, Damien really put a lot of money towards the repair and reconstruction of it. Uh, you see coming in a few minutes later is Victor uh, slash Victoria comes in and takes a seat at the table. Uh, and soon after them, uh, Goto comes in still wearing his zookeeper's uniform from uh, the job he got a few years ago. How are the oh, animals? Nice. They are all well fed and happy. He works with the meerkats because he's the only one who can't get bit. <laughs> exactly. Weirdly, the rhinos keep charging him. Uh, yeah, after them, uh, you see Sarah go, Well, very excited to have everyone here. Uh, as you all know, we have a bunch of new members coming and joining. So everyone, you know, put on a happy face and show them that the neighborhood watch is a good place to be. Lav brought some cookies. Of course, Lav did. Uh, and some and little sew-on patches. <laughs> Incredible. And soon after, four new people enter. Uh, Sarah will introduce them. Okay, so everyone, this is Rebecca. Uh, and you see Rebecca waves. Uh, she is one of the captives from Colcut. Aww. The one with a little bit of divine fire in her. Lev waves viciously. Uh, and this is Toby, Ben... And Cameron. My Ben? Mm-hmm. Lau uh, tries not to squeak. <laughs> ben, Ben, Ben winks at Lav. So they, they all take a seat, and Shafiq goes, Um, so I think we all know names here. Um, Would you guys like to say why you joined the Neighborhood Watch? Uh, Ben goes, Okay, I'll start. Of so, course Ben goes, Okay, I'll start. Yes. <laughs> it's very Ben. So, you know, a few years ago, the place I worked at got attacked by a bunch of, like, hobgoblins, I think they're called. And, the you know, I really, couldn't, I really couldn't do much to help people, so I'm here to learn and help people. Big boy's all grown up. Uh, next is Toby. He goes, well, um, I'm, I'm a vampire, and I, when I first got turned, I fell into, um, a, a bad group, and, um... You know, I, I've been working on some stuff, and um, I just kind of want to, you know, join a, a group like this. Um, Maybe show other people who are, you know, recently new to the supernatural that, like, there's a better way. And, like, show them that, like, there's a way we can all work together and not get pitted against each other. Um, And you guys remember, Toby is the vampire 
who was part of the club scene and recently turned, he was there to pick up uh, laundered money for the club scene. Uh, but you guys chose to spare him and get him uh, some help and teach him that the club scene wasn't the only way. Um, We're so gracious. I mean, you are. More than a lot of hunters or, you know, PCs. <laughs> yeah, we do murder less. That's going to change. <laughs> we don't know what's happened in the last few years. Lavenvier is somehow, like, grizzled now. They they shoot first, ask questions later. No. Yeah. Um. Exactly. Theo shield bashes first, asks questions later. God, what is he going to do with that riot shield now? <laughs> I imagine it was left in his storage unit when he's touring. He actually yeah. hangs it above his bed mantle. Uh, uh, next is Rebecca. Uh, she goes, um, you know, um, y'all know I was taken by Coolcott. You know what they they did to me wasn't good. It really fucked me up. But if I can use the shit they did to me to help other people, then fuck yeah, I want to do that. And, you know, Alejandro has the charmers and Kit has the joyful mourner. So, you know, I, th I thought I needed a group of my own. And finally is Cameron, who was recently released uh, on parole. Lev is so proud of him. Uh, Yeah, I was taken by a supernatural force and I just don't want that happening to anyone else. Uh, and that's kind of all he says. Do you guys have anything to say to the new members? I think Lav just hugs Ben and Cameron really tightly and is like, I'm so proud of you too. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, I think Theo just quietly smiles. Perfect. Uh, and when you finish hugging and everyone takes their seats again, uh, you see Shafiq takes out some papers and goes, all right, um, we ready to start the meeting? And we cut back to present day. Uh, and you guys see Kim uh, put her car in park. And opens the back door and you see other people start loading some things into the back of this Mardok Foundation van. Uh, how How's Lav and Feel feeling as their apartment is getting emptied out? Lav, your room is mostly packed. Like, the kitchen is packed and part of the living room. How are you guys feeling? About the same or any difference? Um, Lav is, I think, I think she's, 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 um, I think she's still not super mournful. Okay. I think Theo's kind of marveling at how weird it is to see the apartment empty again. Mm-hmm. It's been years. Yeah. As you're feeling that, you hear Kunako in the hallway go, Now, are you sure? Are you sure you guys are up for this? Like, it's totally fine if you're not. You guys can just, you know, be more support or help, you know, direct people. Uh, and here Danny goes, it's fine. Kunako, I'm fine. All the stitches are out. <laughs> Doctor cleared me for heavy lifting. I'm fine. Lev Lev looks at um Claudia. What? Gloria. Oh. It wouldn't be the end of this fucking game unless I fucked up her name. Uh yeah, Lev looks at Gloria. Lev looks at Gloria and is like did did the doctor clear him or is he lying? No, the doctor did. He's he's Okay. He's fine. All of the stitches are out and all that. Uh, as she says that, you see Kunako, Danny, and Diana come in. Danny with a couple, like, you really have to look just a couple of light scarring, light scarring on his face, but very hard to tell, especially under the makeup. Uh, and as they come in, we cut to the future once again. We cut to a dark and rainy night. 
You guys are behind this old warehouse. The only light comes from a bright neon sign over this sunken doorway that reads the neon buzz. As you guys walk down the staircase and enter this back door that leads under this old warehouse, uh, you're suddenly hit with this warm, bustling atmosphere that sits in stark contrast to the cold exterior. The place is filled with colorful lights and hair and clothing. The sparkle of jewelry and piercings light up the place. Um, at one end of a small stage in this new area, you see a couple large speakers set up and a table set up there. Uh, as you guys have opened the newest club in Boston, the Neon Buzz Club slash music venue. Nice. Lab is having a blast. Yeah, Theo's having a great time. Uh, what do you guys do? Do you dance floor the bar? Totally dance floor. Yeah, let's dance it up. Okay, you guys, the music right now is just kind of coming through speakers, but you see people are still kind of dancing and milling around uh, in the middle of the dance floor. Uh, you guys are grooving. Uh, after a few minutes, you're, excuse me, this is a 18 and older space. Uh, I'm going to need to see some ideas. Uh, and you guys look around and you see the bouncer for the venue standing behind you uh, as you look down and see Diana. <laughs> Fia will say, oh, how do I, how do you know I don't need your ID? <laughs> Sir, I'm the bouncer here. And if you don't treat me with respect, I will have to ask you to leave. <laughs> and you see, she puts on this like stone cold exterior face. And he's like, Lav gives her a big hug. Diane, I don't know if that's in my nature. I don't know if I can do that. Uh, Lab, you give Diane a hug. She keeps the same face, just looking straight at Fio. <laughs> Fio, also, you start feeling, like, a little uncomfortable by this just, like, direct eye contact. You're yeah. so scary, Diane. Lab, have so you already, scary. Have you already been drinking? I think I she pre-gamed pretty hard. I had the play. Hey, I... I... First, I'm fine. I'm fine. Lav, I literally understood like one word of those. Let's get you to the bar and have a seat. Drinks, 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 drinks. Shots, 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 shots. Can I have some <laughs> of the grandma's cookies? Ooh, those are banned at this place. Yeah, Lav. Oh, come on. Are you guys no fun? Lav, you're way too deep in for grandma's cookies. <laughs> Grandma's cookies has to be your first drink. It can't be your last. There's a there's a one like beer or wine limit. After that, no grandma's cookies. Yeah. Uh maybe you know, maybe two hard seltzers, but that's really pushing it. Yeah. Tiny helps lead you over to the <laughs> bar. Uh hey, she kinda looks I'm, at me. I'm throwing out all the fan faves, throwing out drunk laugh. Uh, you see Diana guy look at me like she really pre-gamed hard. Yeah, I, I don't even, I don't even know. Uh, the truth is actually, since this is a, you know, a few years in the future, Lav has a baby and just has not drank alcohol in like months. A year. In like a year, she's had like, uh, and she had like one glass of wine. Yes, that is exactly what happened. Uh, you guys head over to the bar with Diana, and you see a tan face covered in orange makeup behind it, and you see Alejandro, the newest charmer. Lav tries to whistle and fail. She's a- uh, you, uh, as you sit down, 
Alejandro looks up. He looks at Lem and goes, "Ooh, I might need to call my boss and my manager for this." I, I'm, I'm fine. I have one drink. I have one you. drink. He looks at you skeptically. I have yeah. a baby. <laughs> I have right. one drink. He is right behind uh, Lav, and he just shakes his head. Like, no. <laughs> I know she one. is telling the truth. <laughs> I love it. What? You're so mean. Uh, he, he puts out a glass of water in front of you, Lav. Twink. Yeah, yeah, that's a drink. No, it's water. It's not real. <laughs> Maybe there's a bit of vodka in it. Maybe there's okay. something special. That's a lie, and you know it. Lav, just drink the water. She drinks the water. <laughs> um, as you start drinking the water, you see, uh, uh, you see his, you know, supervisor and the manager of this place come over. As you see, Jose and Kunoko come over to meet with you guys. Hey, it's Lady K and the Chosen One. Jesus, Lab, it's been literal years. <laughs> oh, chosen One. <laughs> Jose, you cannot be mad. You cannot be mad. It was not me this time. You have to. It's because you, to you planted the seed, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> look, <laughs> look, listen. I may have planted the seed, but I didn't harvest it. All right, <laughs> I don't get anything out of this. Okay, okay. Maybe I get a little bit. Maybe I am a little happy that it's somebody else doing it this time. <laughs> uh, you see, Alejandro looks over and goes, "Chosen one." Yeah, he's the chosen. He's, he's the, he is the chosen one. <laughs> I hate all of you. Why am I still friends with any of you? Because you love us, and we're all part of the same gang. Oh. Uh, Kumiko goes, speaking of which, I think uh, I see uh, our last two members coming up, and you see approaching, you see Danny, as usual, uh, and then behind him, you see you see with her hair dyed silver, wearing silver eyeshadow and lipstick, you see Kim comes over. You look so beautiful. Did you say beautiful? Beautiful, like like a rose. Like a rose. Yeah. Like like a like a shiny knife. Laugh. That's the nicest thing I think you've ever said to me. I am very nice. Uh, and you guys look around, and the first for the first time in a while, you see all of the charmers are back together. You see, you look around at the colors. You see green, blue, pink, red, indigo, orange, and silver. All together again. And hopefully not the last. Or hopefully not the last for a while. I think uh, I think Kim goes, Okay, Lav seems to be drunk already. But you know, this is my first time performing here. I think we all need to do a shot. Shots! 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 Uh, you see, uh, expertly, Alejandro pulls out a bunch of shot glasses and fills them. And Kim, Kim holds up her glass. To the charmers! To the charmers! <laughs> to the charmers. Uh, you guys clink glasses, you all take a shot as Danny heads up to the stage and goes, uh, introducing the first guest here, DJ Kimmy Kim. And with that, we cut back to modern day. As you see, carrying most of the bed frame, uh, Kunako, while Jose, who's shown up, Danny and Diana help clear out Theo's room as you guys are down to just some things in the living room. It's about then you see John comes in. Okay, uh, sorry I'm a little late, uh, but I got everything set up at the new place. You can bring your stuff right over. It's fine. 
fine, babe. Don't worry about it. Okay, awesome. Uh, he leans in and gives you a kiss. Love kisses him right back. And we cut to the future once again. Uh, this time I have a question for you. Lav, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, I know you're asking my character, but this this suddenly gave me a lot of anxiety. Could Caleb go first? Uh, sh- Do I have to uh, go first? We, we set up the jump forward for Lav. All right, all right, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Um, yeah, Lav kisses John. Theo, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> Shut up, okay? <laughs> Um, so, uh, I think Lav sees herself, like, staple job, bunch of kids, you know, if it's five years, probably, like, three. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, working at uh, the Marduk Foundation. Working at the Marduk Foundation while John gets his, uh, master's fully set up and starts a assistant professor position. Mm Mm-hmm. That totally works. Uh, we cut forward to five years in the future. We cut to an office at the Marduk Foundation. On the office door reads, Specialized Equipment. We see Lav sitting at a desk. In front of you is a series of diagrams, pay slips, commission forms, and even a few small prototypes that Leo whipped up for you. Right now, most of what's in front of you are different modifications or different devices you can add to Riot Shields. Damien was very inspired five years back and... This has been kind of his passion project that he is now, years later, commissioned you to make real. Mm-hmm. We see Lav completely focused on these uh, until something breaks your concentration as you hear a soft cooing sound next to you. And you look around and not around. You look down to I the look plate. around and there's a baby floating in the what, air. What? Welcome uh, to campaign two, y'all playing floating babies. Uh, you look at the play mat next to you, and, and laying there is a very pale, blonde-haired baby. Oh, looks just like his dad. He does. He just looks just like his dad. <laughs> Wonderful for his dad's family. They can be sure that. No. Is that you trying to make baby noises? Yes. You still sound like a pug. <laughs> yeah, don't you know? Lab's baby is a pug. Are... Oh God, no! <laughs> I have given oh, birth God, to a no, pug. Caleb. Why would you? Awful! That? That's horrific. I'm saying that that's cursed. That is that is really cursed, Caleb. <laughs> Did you know it, that that maybe? was as cursed as you said? Well, yeah. Uh, listen, it doesn't get much more cursed than that. Uh, oh, God, Lav, you see your baby is just like reaching his hands up and grasping at you in it's the a air. Pause. Fuck off. <laughs> Maybe I'll leave the call this time. <laughs> Man, the only one who hasn't dropped off or left the call this time. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll join you and it'll just be Caleb sadly talking to himself. That's I have the to, the to um, carry the podcast. I'll know what Jacob feels like. So uh, she is going to pick up the kiddo and throw them in the sling. And mm-hmm. um, she's going to... Really glad you ended with the sling. In the sling. She's going to pick up the kiddo and yeet throw him. <laughs> Please. I knew it wasn't going there because Ruby would have said yeet. Yeah, yeah, of course. Caleb, who do you think I am? Yeah, of course. Someone who doesn't use yeet to replace most verbs. Excuse you. It replaces all of them. That is what yeet is for. Uh, but no, she 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 sl- and she starts describing what she is doing to the baby. Instantly asleep. Yeah, 
just uh, just asleep in in this sling. She's like, I am a master. Uh, and as you say that, there's a knock on your door to your office, and your baby instantly wakes up. Upset or just wakes up? Really, just surprised and confused looking. Uh, you see, Leo, your coworker, sticks his head in. He goes, "Hey, uh, I heard some noise. I'm I'm surprised you're here. I thought you were uh, heading out early today." What the fuck is the time? Uh, you look at the clock. Uh, and you realize, uh, in about fifteen minutes, you're supposed to be meeting John for your fit five year uh anniversary. Uh, you just hear go her go. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Uh. And she starts, like, she grabs the diaper bag. She's like, Kiss, is there anything I'm missing? Oh. You see, he picks up the playmat in his mouth. She rolls that up and tosses it into the... Uh, you rush over to your car, a nice comfy minivan. She 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 has, like, a picture of the old bug. Mm-hmm, yeah, unfortunately it was not salvageable. It is. It's actually a little medallion that says R.I.P. with a little halo over the bug. Yes, that that is hang- on your <laughs> dashboard. That is my like little dashboard accessory. As you as you quickly go in, Kiss uh jumps in after you. Yeah. Uh you put the baby in their care in their uh seat. Yeah, buckle them seat. in, you get in and you drive quickly but safely <laughs> to the park. Oh. And as you get pull up to this park, you see in a little in the distance a little bit, John is uh setting up a big blanket on the ground. Uh, and you see him, and you hear him say, All right, but remember, you only get this many goldfish. <laughs> uh, and you see a small child uh, with tan skin and curly hair uh, nods at him excitedly. See, that's my carbon twin. Uh, this, is, this is another one of your and John's children, and she looks like she could easily be either of your biological children. But of course she isn't. Mm-hmm. Your other biological kid is fast asleep on the blanket. Of course. Like a sack of potatoes. Mm-hmm. And yes, Lev and John have an adopted child. She's about seven. Uh, What are their names, Jacob? Uh, What are their names? What are their names, Jacob? I don't know what <laughs> names they would pick. I don't get to choose pick. the adopted child. I can name the two that are biological, but the adopted okay. child came with a name. Her name is... Like this ping pong. Michaela. Their first kid is named Claudia, mm-hmm. and their second kid is named is is named after uh, Lav's dad, Akoni. Okay, so it's Claudia, Michaela, and, and Akoni. Little white Akoni. Yes, Akoni, the very white baby. Akoni is the very white baby. I love it. Lav Lav assumed he was just gonna tan up in the sun like Claudia. Yeah, but then he, he did not. And Lab was like, oh, fuck, I named a white child a Cody. Uh, that's already on the birth certificate. That's it's already, what it's he already knows. legal. He answers to a Cody. He actually probably uh, answers to Aki, but. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Lab and John do have an adopted child who looks like could be biologically either of their children. Fucking, fucking ace. Just pulled another lavender. Yeah, do you like that? I love it. I love it. Weird tradition of adopted children looking exactly like their, their you, adopted it, parents. It did not cross your mind at all when you adopted her. How old was she when we adopted her? Like five? Uh, Something like that, yeah. Uh, So you pick up uh, a coney, put him back in the sling. Kismet comes uh after you carrying the diaper bag in his mouth. Who's a good boy? <laughs> 
His tail is just wagging back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's a blur. Uh, and you head over to the picnic that uh, John has set up for your guys' fifth wedding anniversary. That's so sweet. Oh, hey, honey. How was work? Awesome. My patent-pending patent child sleep machine has been working fantastically. She says oh. that she hands a fast-asleep ago. Yeah. No, back <laughs> right back asleep. He fell asleep in the car, actually, on the way yeah. over here. Lev did the same thing, where she tells them exactly what she's doing in work. Mm-hmm. Mom! Hey, she honey. Comes up and gives you a big hug. Lev, Lev picks her up, holds Woo. her upside down for a couple seconds. Mom, is all the blood's going to my head. That's the point! It's fun! But seriously, it honey, is if fun. you want me to stop, I will. No. Yes. <laughs> okay. Lev puts her down. Ooh, she, she looks a little dizzy. She sits back down. And John just looks at her, he's like, this is why you're the fun parent. I don't I don't know if I could keep up. Mom, can I have goldfish? How many did your dad say? <laughs> That's her response. That's her response. Lav gives her a Lav stares right back with a big smile because she knows exactly what she's doing. She slides the empty like container behind her slowly. Mm-mm. Well, um if you can beat Kismet to that tree, you can have some more. Okay, she There's gets no up and she gets like, Kismet. yeah, she gets like three steps and Kismet is there. Kismet didn't even teleport. He just ran. He's he's part like Borzoi. Yeah, exactly. His his stride is like five times hers. That's that's how that's how Lev like it, like makes like deals with her children. If you can beat Kismet. Uh, luckily for you, after uh, that she fails to reach the tree, she goes now that tree, and they start running to another yeah. tree. I, I love the idea that our kids just do not question until they're much older how Kismet understands what they're saying. Yep, absolutely not. <laughs> just always has. <laughs> they're like they just think everybody else's dog, but their uncles and their moms is really stupid. Exactly, exactly that. Um, you see, uh, John pulls out some sandwiches for you guys and uh, some fruit. He well, cut I forgot up. to eat lunch, so she just chows down. He hands her a second sandwich. Mm-hmm. He packed like. Uh, well, actually, actually, I'm. I gotta tell you, Lav did did forget to pack lunch, but she did eat lunch. Leo threw a sandwich at her that day. <laughs> he just figured it out, or did John text him? Uh, no, he just does that every other day to you. Awesome. You guys are such a switch off days. Who's throwing we the sandwich, sandwich randomly at the other? That it's is, become that like is... a game where you try to surprise the other person. The only, the only time where he ever took a break from throwing it was one time when he hit a coney. And you know, it has a meme on it. It's a uh, frog whose tongue is sticking out. And uh, instead of hitting, you know, the fly that's labeled something like in most of the memes, uh, it's just a big sandwich. They're getting competitive. Both of them learned Photoshop. Exactly. Um, uh, so you, you enjoy a sandwich with John and it's a lovely day out. Your kid eventually comes back exhausted and snacks on her sandwich. My dog eventually comes back exhausted. Yeah. Claudia eventually wakes up and starts eating with you guys. Uh, you feed a coney at one point. Uh, and after a little bit, John goes, So, um, I did get you a gift. Oh, really? That's so sweet of you, because I got you one, too. Uh, why don't you go first? Um... What era of history does John focus on again? 
Uh, he mostly focused on modern history, so like uh, 1900 onward. So she's going to get his his thing is a pencil case, like a pencil holder for his desk, but it's actually oh. a World War II shell casing. Lav, this is this is incredible. I know I'm perfect. Isn't your mom is perfect? You you kids all know that, right? Mm-hmm. Michaela says with a mouthful sandwich. Kismet nods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well. Uh, I got you something as well. Um, so do you remember about five years ago when we um went to that to those clubs? Uh, which going to the clubs? Uh, the 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 club scene clubs. Oh yeah. Well, I knew how much you loved that car, and we were already talking about stuff. And me and my dad, you know, found this old clunker that just needed some tuning up. So. He takes out a set of car keys. Lev starts just sobbing uncontrollably. Uh, and he hits the button like on it. I feel like her kids do not, like, bat an eye. I feel like Lev <laughs> suddenly sobbing uncontrollably out of joy is not uncommon. It is not. Uh, and he, hit, he hits the little clicker on it. Uh, and you see two lights flash on this classic-looking VW bug. Laugh is so fucking excited. I assume the kids wanna are fighting over who gets to ride first. Abs- absolutely, Claudia and uh, Michaela. Yeah. And John leans in and gives you a kiss. Love kisses him right back. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Uh, and we cut back to modern day as John pulls away from kissing you and goes, "All right, let me grab some of the last of the stuff here, and we head over to the apartment." All right, uh, I just got to pack up the uh, chinchillas. Perfect. Chinchillas are some of the last ones. Laugh packs up the chinchillas and immediately hands them to Fio. <laughs> Fio, you get handed the chinchillas. Okay, let's let's keep you safe, little guys. His little babies. Yeah. Uh, as John pulls out the last of the stuff in the living room besides the cage. Um, your apartment is almost empty except for the chinchilla cage. It's somehow a lot bigger than you remember it. And yet a lot smaller, too. Uh, and as you guys are thinking about that, uh, you see uh, Blacktooth comes in the room. Hey, um, I'm I'm sorry I'm late. I had to come straight off of work. Hey, no, it's all cool, babe. Okay, thanks. I, I can help with that cage. Oh, sure. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and he leans up to give you a kiss. Yeah, I'll lean down. And as he, kiss- <laughs> as he kisses you, Theo... Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, don't you mean Lav? No. Um... <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> you bag of dicks, you piece of shit! Uh... At some point, we just need Ruby yelling at you guys as, like, one of our little mini releases. It's like a super cut. Yeah. It's a super just... cut of every time I just horribly insult you guys for very little offenses. Let's see. <laughs> um, five years. I think he's still wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. I let me see. It's five years. I think Theo has two kids, both adopted, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think one was adopted as like a teenager. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm gonna put a slight spin on that if you're cool with it. Sure. For this upcoming scene. Yeah. We cut to a stadium full of cheering fans. It is is packed to the brim, uh, and you hear an announcer call out, and folks, get ready for the main event. 
You hear everyone start cheering. People start chanting. First to the ring is the beasts. Uh, and you see coming out from backstage, you see Wolfman and the Pigeon. Oh. <laughs> they, both, they both start hyping up the crowd. Uh, they enter into the ring. The Pigeon kind of jumps over the top rope while Wolfman uh, comes in more normally. Once they enter the ring, uh, the Pigeon actually cl- climbs on top and stands on Wolfman's shoulders. Uh, while as he calls and flaps his wings at the crowd, uh, before doing a backflip off of Wolfman's shoulders, and the crowd the crowd is just going wild. Uh, and you hear the announcer go, "And their opponents for this evening." Uh, and feel you are backstage uh, in your pretty pink getup. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel uh, Sunrise put a hand on your shoulder. You you ready for your first pay per view performance, kid? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, as, as ready as I'll ever be. And porn. Oh my god. What, Ruby? That applies to both wrestling and porn. Absolutely. And I just realized that, like, he, it, all wrestling is nearly fetish getup at times. Sometimes, sometimes literally. Sometimes not even nearly, it just kind of is. Yeah. Yes. Ruby, have you seen how Hangman dresses a lot of the time? I mean, no, like, I'm not saying <laughs> that it isn't, but, like, sometimes. Jesus Christ. Um... You see Sunrise kind of squeeze your shoulder and goes, you'll do great. And you hear the announcer go, the beauties. Oh, that's a perfect name for them. How does Fio and Sunrise enter? I think uh, as they're entering, Fio's like with his little pocket comb and Sunrise mm-hmm. will kind of like tap him and like shake his head and Fio will put it away. <laughs> like <laughs> it's he's very much taking on the persona of the mentor. Yeah. He's just <laughs> kind of cocky young kid that he's yeah. got focus up. Yeah. Uh, you guys still enter and you pump up the crowd. The crowd is even louder. Uh, you hear a group shouting, pink, 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 uh, as you guys enter. And who's, who's starting off the match for you guys? Hmm. Is it Sunrise or Fio? May I, I think... make a suggestion that Fio goes to start the match, but Sunrise. Yeah, it's, it's Like, puts happens. him down. It's yeah. like, sit down, kid. Let me show yeah. you how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's exactly it. You start climbing, he comes and puts a shoulder and he shakes it in, you know, and uh, he climbs in uh, as the pigeon actually starts for <laughs> the other side. Incredible. Uh, and you hear the announcers, now isn't this a great to finish the night? Yeah, you know, everyone's been waiting for this main event. The beauties versus the beasts. Oh, beauty and the beast. Yeah. But it's the beauties versus the beasts. That's fun. I'll, I'll give it. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, Jacob. Thank you. I've had the, I that one queued up for forever. Said, I almost said, I'll give you that, Caleb, but I held my Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here, Caleb. <laughs> it was my idea. I've had this for months. <laughs> How dare you try to steal Jacob's idea, Caleb? Yeah, Caleb. What the fuck, man? Maybe Thought we I were will. friends. Maybe I'll leave on purpose this time. <laughs> I'm fucking crying. Uh, Sophia. Why don't you give me some of the highlights from this match? Yeah, um, I think there's, like, a moment where, um, like, early on, Sunrise is really, he's really beating up the pigeon until the pigeon gets backed into uh, their corner where he, he uh, Wolfman taps in and then the two of them really push back Sunrise for a while. Yeah, there's there's a couple moments he tries to go to the side and Wolfman just drags him away from your corner. Yeah. 
Um, but I think eventually he manages to get the tag, and Theo comes in and he just, like, clotheslines both of them. Oh, incredible. Yeah. Um, and I think it's one of those moments where it's, like, just clothesline. They get back up, clothesline. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh perfect. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, we haven't seen Wolfman take hits like that in a while. Yeah, I'm really excited. You know, Pretty Pink and the Pigeon actually have, you know, rivalry going all the way back to when they were on the independent circuits. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I think he and the pigeon also at one point get into like that sort of like slapping match, you know? <laughs> Where they're just hitting each other, like, bring on. Okay, your turn. Yeah, they hit each other on the chest, and then it's like, all right, come on, hit me! <laughs> uh, I think it ends when Theo hits him so hard he goes against the ropes, but then bounces back and kind of jumps like between your legs and pulls your legs out from under you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but then turns to taunt by uh, flapping towards the crowd, which gives you the opportunity to just pick them up and throw them. Yeah. Oh, God, I love the flapping wings. As a taunt. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, what was it? What was it Lav yelled during the indies, which was... Uh, you undomesticated yourself. You undomesticated yourself, and he responded with, Yeah, it's because I'm too wild! <laughs> oh, I love the pigeon. Pigeon <laughs> might be my favorite wrestler, real or fake. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. Um, uh, I think one of I you think boys needs to learn how to wrestle and pitch it. God, listen, neither of us have the body type to be the yeah, pigeon. Yeah, we're both too like tall. Caleb's like too Caleb tall is the it. problem. Yeah, I'm too tall. I can. The pigeon has to be small. That's true. Yeah, I'm too wide and Caleb's too uh, tall. A rune. A rune would, a rune a rune, could be the pigeon. A rune would make for a perfect the pigeon. Uh, anyway, uh, I think the match. Do you have any more highlights? Uh, I think that's all I got. Okay, cool. I think it continues for a while. And eventually, uh, Wolfman gets back in. Uh, and actually, uh, you know, Theo and Sunrise actually kind of work over uh Wolfman until he's like barely standing. What do you imagine is the finisher? That Sunrise and Fio do together. Um, the beautiful beatdown. Yeah, I think that that's got to be the name for it. Um, I think I think it's like one of those moves where like Fio will hold them up and Sunrise will smack them down. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Fio does a thing where he like picks up Wolfman as if he's going to do like a power bomb, which is really impressive because Wolfman is a like larger wrestler. Yeah. And then he faces, so Wolfman is facing the ropes. And I think Sunrise jumps off the ropes and ropes almost spear tackles him off, like from the height of the power bomb down. Nice. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And the, you come in and you see uh, Sunrise comes in and gets the pin. And the ref comes over and one, two, three. Ding, 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 ding. And the match is over, folks. The beauties take it. Uh, as the crowd goes wild, cheering for you guys. Uh, before you see, you hear people just shouting, beat down, beat down, beat down. Uh, as, as the match is over, uh, you, to the cheering crowd, head off backstage again. And almost Especially immediately the when you... Backstage. Yeah, no, you immediately, both of you guys see the uh, physical therapist there. You actually see Nightmare, who's actually a producer now on the show. 
No, oh, incredible. Uh, he he's, he's retired a few years ago. Uh, finally, people have been telling him to retire for years. Uh, you guys, you get some ice packs and you see a physical therapist there. But almost immediately, you uh, hear a voice go, Pops, 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 Pops. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, as you look and you see uh, your youngest, who's about five years old, uh, running towards you. Can I just say I love it that he gets called Pops? <laughs> yeah. That's cute as fuck. Pops, Pops, you were, you were, you were like, you were amazing. You were like, whoosh, and then you were like, whoa, and then there's the flip, and then the pow. Oh my god, yes. Oh yeah, you like that? <laughs> now, does this child think it's all real? Theo, it's up to you. <laughs> uh, I, th- I like... feel like he might have explained it, but I think the kid just doesn't fully understand. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, they really had me going for a while, but I, I brought it home. The pigeon, the pigeon was like, whoa, and then like, <laughs> oh yeah, Jacob, you're doing a perfect job of he's, a five-year-old explaining shit. He's pretty tough and pretty cool, and explaining exactly what's in front of them, like <laughs> yeah. what just just happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a lot of hand motions too that don't really line up. To destroyed. Um. Uh. Soon after. Uh. Following behind him, you see two. Uh, twin 14-year-old girls. Uh, your other kids, Scarlet and Jet. Oh, awesome. Wonderful. Scarlet would say, Dad, that was, like, super cool. Oh, yeah, thanks. Oh, God. <laughs> huh? <laughs> no, nothing. It was all cool. <laughs> uh, you see, you see Jet is just looking down at her phone. Yeah, Had a good time, Jet? Mm, yeah. Cool, great. <laughs> uh, Scarlet will go. Just been on her phone the whole time, texting her partner. Uh, don't let me distract you. I know how important that can be. Oh, good dad. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Caleb. Uh, you see Jet. You see Scarlet. Though looks behind, goes behind, goes like, "What is you saying to him? Ooh, that's something. Like, get away from me. Come on, Scarlet. No, let me see. Come on, we're sisters. Scar- Scarlet, uh, Scarlet, leave yeah. her alone. <laughs> uh." Uh, you, you hear, that's right, kids, listen to your dad, uh, and you see, coming up behind them, uh, you see Blacktooth, though mostly these days he goes by Sebastian, or honestly just as much, dad, uh, he comes up, uh, and he goes, if you guys don't start fighting, I'll take the phone away. Stop fighting or start fighting? Because I heard start fighting. Yeah, if you guys don't start fighting. Start fighting. Time to throw down. Children blood sport. Right now. Why even have kids if not to have them fight? God, that's fucked. (laughs) Feel feel just like gestures to the wrestling ring. Yeah. Come on, kids. This is your pay per view. Dad, you're so embarrassing. Ah, fuck. Uh, You see, uh, Black Tooth. Feels the dad I aspire to be. (laughs) You see, Black Tooth comes up and gives you a kiss and goes, you did great, honey. Oh, thanks. Whew. And on that side, we cut back to <laughs> modern day. Uh, as you see, Blacktooth finishes kissing you and goes and picks up the last of the cage. Uh, and you guys look around and your apartment is completely empty. Barely any sign you guys live there at all. Think we're getting our deposit back? Maybe. <laughs> we're going to need to hound Fern for it for a while. Well, I'm going to be visiting Bubby anyway, so I'll add that to my list of chores. As you guys are looking at your empty apartment, 
You guys turn to leave for the last time. Right as you hear, ah, shit, fuck, did I miss it? Am I late? Uh, You see Robbie come around the corner. Uh, And we cut to a year in the future. That's right, we're ending on the most important NPC. (laughs) The most important character. (laughs) You guys stand outside. Well, you guys also stand out, but... That's a separate uh, conversation. Yeah. Uh, You guys stand outside the building that used to be the Quicken Pulse Club. Uh, It is now a much larger building. And the front of the building is mostly windows letting in tons of natural light to this plant-filled lobby. As above the door it reads, Nature's Respite. Is this the puppies for the cafe feet? Uh, You see, Robbie opens the door wearing a nice, like, business suit. Hey guys, uh, come on in. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, uh, welcome to the spa. Oh my gosh, at the spa. Uh, obviously you guys get the free gold cards and everything like that. Aw, you pamper us. Oh, I mean, so, how you guys want to start? Uh, do you guys want to start with a massage, possibly? We have, uh, both cat paw back massages and python full body massages. <sighs> what, what has happened? Oh. I think Ruby's coming to my room. <laughs> Ruby has come to the room and is grabbing. <laughs> she grabbed and threw a roll of paper towels at me. <laughs> oh, shit. Second one hit my arm. <laughs> you gotta get in the habit of locking that door. I can't. There's a lock on it. Well, blocking it somehow. <laughs> Just take a chair there. Peter would be on his ass. Uh. Robbie continues, uh, though if you guys want to do something a bit more, like, uh, experimental, uh, we have our beauty services, we got both, uh, Red Gara, uh, pedicures, and, uh, Norwegian brown manicures. That's a rat manicure. Yes. That's a rat manicure. I was joking about a rat manicure early in this podcast! Uh, and of course, uh, if you guys, like, want to wind down afterwards, uh, there's the Tegu spa, uh, Tegu sauna. And, of course, uh, you want a nice drink. We got the canine foot warming bar. I, I can't believe... So I assume this is a better world where PETA doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Damien just has a really good, like, team that just intercepts nuisance lawsuits really quick. But they're not protesting outside? No, they got other stuff going on. Uh, they're not They're not actively protesting. Thank goodness. Poor, poor me. Poor my soul. I, I just lost it at the python. Full body massage? That that sounds dangerous to the python. No, it just literally is just a python crawling over someone. That's hilarious. It's like a rap music video. <laughs> yeah, very much so. That's literally all that one is. The cat paw one is just they put a cat to walk on someone's back. That's I, I don't know how to cope. So uh, what do you guys think? Any questions? I'm just really glad that you're setting this up to help animals find new homes oh yeah like all of the animals here are uh, adoptable how do you guys find such big big snakes oh well i mean uh you know uh they mostly come from like fathers down south uh you know a lot of people buy them and then we'll abandon them Aww. when they get too big well, yeah well luckily snakes. luckily for us we don't need to find them very often because they don't get adopted as much as you know the tegus or the dogs or the rats but when the, when we do, there's always uh some that need a new home. 
And you know, it's great. Business is booming. I'm glad. I can't get over the rat manicures. That's so funny. <laughs> what do they do? Like dip their hands in yogurt? Uh, essentially. That it's it's very similar. Uh, the red gara pedicure or the fish that will. Yeah, it's a minnow. Do that. Yeah, the minnow. It's uh, it's beautiful. I love it. So, uh, Fia, what what are you thinking? Ah, uh, this is just a lot to take in. Nah, take your time. We have a nice little waiting room that has all of our services in a little pamphlet. Oh, oh, good. Uh, I would suggest if you want something simple, the Tegu sauna is just a sauna, but with Tegu in it. I might want that. <laughs> yeah, they mostly just lay around. God, this makes me want a Tegu so bad. Uh, so I think Theo heads off to the little changing room to get ready for that. Lav just wants to play with all the animals. She gets every single one of them. Incredible. Um, I think as, uh, Fio heads off and you're getting ready, Robbie kind of comes up to you a lot and goes, Hey, uh, I know, I know this might not be, uh, what she was thinking of, but, uh, I think this considers, uh, something great, like my mom said I would do someday. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? You are doing threefold awesome things. You're giving, one, people great experience with animals. Two, you're giving animals an opportunity to socialize and get adopted. And three, this hasn't been done before. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of it. You should be. Your mom would be so proud. Uh, you see, Robbie kind of wipes away a tear. Life gives him a big hug. She's like, now come on, let's go get massaged by a snake. Oh, fuck yeah. And as you guys head off, we cut back to present day. Uh, you see Robbie going, hey, I'm sorry, really, I'm really sorry I missed moving out. Uh, I'll help you guys move into your new places, though. All right, I'll take you. Perfect. Uh, and right as he says that, his phone starts vibrating. Oh, right, sorry, I gotta take this coffee, Miss Madoc. Fancy schmancy, too rich for our <laughs> blood anymore. Uh, you see he picks up the phone and starts How talking to Damien. How dare he? <laughs> yeah. That's the end of the podcast. Uh, no. You guys take one last look at your empty apartment. The place you guys called home for the last three years. What are each of your characters thinking? Hmm. I, I think, think Caleb should go first. You always think that. Um, yeah. yeah, I do. I think Theo thinks uh, it's been a great few years. Here's to even greater. Awesome. What does Laugh think or feel? I could go for a Duncan. And with that, we close out of this scene. A lot of stories end with an epic fight against evil, or a dying speech from a reformed enemy turned friend, or putting the true heir onto the throne to rule with justice and fairness, or all of the above. And you know what? Maybe that is how Lav and Fio's stories will end someday, because this isn't the end of their story. As we've just saw, there's a lot more to come, but this is the end of a chapter, and while some chapters might end on a cliffhanger. This one simply ends with two friends, partners, and former roommates turning off the lights and closing the door to their tiny apartment one last time. And that brings us to the end of the Neon Campaign. Thank you everyone for listening, and are there any final words from you guys? Yeah, I just wanted to thank everybody for sticking with us for so long. This campaign has been going on for a little, I think a little over three years now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's been an incredible it journey. It's like three or four house moves. It, it feels insane being at the end of it. 
Uh, But I look forward to the new beginning we have with Campaign 2, which I am extremely excited for. I have pretty much the same, like, this started out because I was like, you know, guys, do you know who's funny? I think we're funny. Maybe, maybe we should record, you know? And so we recorded off of a fucking cabinet uh, in my dorm. And the campaign just sort of went on from there. And at times, I forget we're recording a podcast. If you couldn't tell by the amount of times I will randomly start making noises that have nothing to do with the game. Uh, but I'm deeply appreciative that so many people have actually wanted to like continue listening to us. And like we have some lovely fans out there who have brought us so much joy. And we're so grateful for you guys. So thank you.